Hello, dear listener, and welcome to another Geeking on Sportscast. As always, my name is Kieran, and we're joined today again by my good friend Alex. Thank you for being here. Um, <laughs> it was a fantastic two days of Champions League. As you know, listeners, I'm sure will know, Champions League is back. It is bright. It is crazy, full of goals, full of excitement. Um, it's just really fun to be back. And uh, two pretty good games to start it off on Tuesday with Sevilla and uh, RB Salzburg ending up with a 1-1 draw uh, and a 2-1 victory for young boys over your Manchester United. So we'll get into that in a second. But first, I want to just talk about Sevilla and RB uh, RB Salzburg. Um, Of course, RB Salzburg is part of the, you know, Leipzig and New York City's uh, teams, you know, Salzburg family or the... uh, Red Bull family. Um, <laughs> a lot of good young players coming up. One of them, Adeyemi, uh, just got his German first German cap and actually scored on his first German cap. Uh, so that was that was really exciting to see him come up, a 19-year-old. Um, they've also gave, they sold their uh, Shavoslai to Leipzig. So a lot Hey-o. of talents coming through there. Uh, yeah, Holland came through there. A lot of a lot of good players. Kaita, you know, so a great system in Sevilla as well. They have a good system as well. Um, I think the main talking point, Sevilla's red card, of course, it was a little controversial. Um, but then four penalties in the game, three of which were Salzburg's, and they missed two of them. So I, I think the main takeaway from this game is just a, a loss of opportunity. They 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 should have won this game based on the fact that. They got three pens and only capitalized on one of them. I mean, yeah, for sure. And like, as a fellow goalie myself, like that's such a good ratio. I wonder who this goalie is for Sevilla. Um, Bono, I've never heard of him, but um, that's what, oh, he's, he says he was born in Canada. What the heck? That's interesting. Anyways, um, I'm going to talk about the United uh, collapse. For from from now on, unless you have anything else to add in that game, I know it's from Montreal, Quebec. There yeah, you go. I know. Oh no, I I did not know that. Um, but uh, yeah, it, obviously, um, for people that didn't watch or or, or know what happened, uh, United scored quite early with a Ronaldo, another Ronaldo goal. He has now three in his first two games. Really a great pass by by Bruno, and the game was a bit cagey. I wouldn't say United played that great. Um. Well, and, they, they and, couldn't have if. Uh, well, I mean, won. before and then for the uh, for listeners, Basaka t- just had a horrible, horrible challenge. Um, I don't know who it was on Young Boys, but um, got a straight red uh, in the 35th or 36th minute, and obviously after that, uh, United was just on the um, defense. So um, was that truly the turning point of the game then? Uh, definitely, like the, you know not that young boys didn't have any kind of chances, but it was all on counterattacks. Um, they w- didn't have too, too much of possession. Uh, and then obviously when it went to 10 men, it completely changed. And I think Sh- Solshire, um, to his discredit in this case, I think played too defensive. He at halftime brought on Varane. Um, so they played with three center backs. Um, they took off Van de Beek um, at halftime, who actually I think had been playing pretty well, even defensively. Um, and they just played such a more defensive style. Then took off Ronaldo, Bruno, Pogba, or no, Pogba stayed, but Bruno as well, um, and conceded in, midway through the second half. And then really, you know, played for the draw. And I think 
if they had stayed in their same shape. Sure, they might have given up another goal, but they looked fine um, up until they conceded in midway through. And then obviously the last goal in the basically last kick of the game was just a horrible, horrible pass by Jesse Lingard, a back pass to, to, to Gea and got intercepted and just an easy uh, finish. So um, as bad as they played and they lost, um, I think, you know, there was just two really horrible mistakes that really led to the loss um, and horrible tactics. So I don't know. I feel maybe this is just as an outsider, but when you lose a game, and you get a red card in the first half, you can't really blame anyone but the player that got the red, especially if it's a straight red and very cynical. So um, now should they have held on? Sure. But again, going down to 10 men so early, like it's just the, it's a recipe for disaster. It doesn't usually turn out well. Now you mentioned Solskjaer. I want to stick to that for a second there. Um, He now has a win percentage of, 36 percent he has four victories and seven losses in the champions league this doesn't really bode well for him what i mean why is he able to have relative success in the premier league and other actually i don't even know if he's had success in the fa cup or uh other kind of cups but the quarters and the semis i believe Um, semis should be the okay but but okay so maybe it's not a, uh, I mean, obviously he made it to the UEFA Cup finals, um, Europa Cup finals, sorry. Um, is this just he can't crack the code of Champions League? Like, is he, is he not getting his tactics right? Is he just losing focus? Is, you know, uh, what, what's going on here? Because this is obviously not uh, a desired start. This is not a great your record for Solskjaer and then also but I mean that being said you're you're still probably going to win this group yeah I think I think with the red I don't know I I think you definitely can be very critical about Solskjaer I think you can in this match I think his tactics after the red card were quite questionable Um, but again I think this is more one-off just kind of everything went bad um, like they probably they they were right there for the draw until Lingard made just a bonehead move and that's not Solskjaer's fault right like that's not yeah. tactics that's not I guess that's putting them in but you wouldn't really expect Lingard to be making back passes anyways and I, I don't think that's what Solskjaer was saying uh, or telling him to do when he got on the pitch so um, I think it's definitely worrisome I think the big problem with this team is they don't play necessarily a consistent way and they don't really have a lot of like 90 minutes straight through performances, right? And I think that's due to Solskjaer. I don't think he's really got the team to play consistent all the time. Now, um, obviously, he's brought in really, really good players in the transfer window and also um, I think has propped up guys' confidence. You can think of a Luke Shaw, um, who's been phenomenal. Even Pogba recently has played very well. Yeah, seven uh, assists in four yeah, games. Yeah, exactly. Was it? And, um, I think Solskjaer is a good man manager. I think most of the guys like him and rate him. Now his tactics, I think, are maybe a bit more questionable and just his setup. But again, this team's kind of all coming together last minute. I know most teams are, but at the same time, think about guys that you've added to the squad that are in big positions with Varane, Ronaldo, Sancho, right? So um, I think it's just a different team and he's the team's kind of getting used to each other. And um 
again, I think I think if we start, if we don't win the next game, whoever we're, I don't even know who we're playing against next, but there's Atlanta, Atalanta, and Villarreal. Um, no Villarreal matter. to which you lost to in the Europa League. I know, League. but we should win. We should beat them. And um, if we don't, and if we start really struggling in this group, then I think that's on Solskjaer. I wouldn't say this loss is necessarily... Um, all his fault and i i wouldn't read too too much into it if we had lost 2-1 and there was no red i'd be kicking and screaming but but we didn't yeah i would say the team that should give you more challenge would be atalanta that they have been really good in the in Serie A in the last couple of seasons um their wing backs are usually their main driving force to you know their success um villarreal obviously beat you guys but you have a different team now, and I would say you have a much stronger team. Yeah. So I feel like you'd be able to not easily handle them, but you should be able to handle them. Um, yeah. I mean, even in the first match in the other group, it was a draw. So, like, they're yeah. not even that far back even to start off, right? So No. A, an odd, uh, a definite odd uh, last place after the first match day. But uh, you know what? There's five more match days to go, and I'm sure – Positive things will happen for Manchester United throughout the group stage. Uh, turning over to Lille Wolfsburg. Um, Lille obviously won the uh, League One, Ligue 1, last season. Um, not exactly the same team this season. They don't have the same coach. They lost a few players. Um, the club's in, ext- in a lot of debt. Yeah. Um, Wolfsburg, and I mean, if I'm looking at the League One tables, are, Very well, they're I believe lovely. they're about mid-tier. They might. Uh, it's very early, but I think they're even yeah. worse than that. If yeah, uh, Wolfsburg, on the other hand, yes, is only four match days through, but Wolfsburg is actually four for four, four wins oh, in wow. four games. Uh, now, to be brutally honest, it's probably not going to you know keep on that way. But Wolfsburg is a kind of team that plays very defensively. They're very physical, very defensive, um, and they don't really score many goals. But their goal as a team, is not to outscore their opponents, it's to out-defend their opponents. And getting the red card today against Lille, and granted their group is not the most fierce no, of competition. Group. It's probably the worst group. Uh, yeah, with Salzburg, Sevilla, Lille, and Wolfsburg, they're all tied on one point. So really, anything can happen. Um, but yeah, so Wolfsburg, the reason why they got a red card was that John Anthony Brooks really just lack of I don't I don't know what to call it it's just he wasn't thinking he straight up wasn't thinking ball was in the air and he just kind of grabbed the ball with his hand um, <laughs> uh, so very interesting uh, even if they didn't get a red card I think Lil, yeah Lil definitely controlled most of the game they had most of the opportunities I don't think I don't think Wolfsburg really got too many opportunities on no, net so. and like obviously like the, the the only thing I saw was the David goal. Um, Jonathan David, obviously Canadian international, who who scored a really nice goal. And it was got called back for the ball going out of bounds at about the halfway uh, line, which I think actually was the right call. But uh, yeah, unfortunate. it's it's a bit unfortunate, but um, it is what it is. Yeah, I would say the more interesting games this in this group are going to be related to either Salzburg or Sevilla. I'm still unconvinced what Lille can do. Um, they, yeah. they really don't look like the same team from last year. And then, I mean, unless if you really enjoy um, 
you know, defensive football like, you know, Diego Simeone, I don't think many viewers are going to enjoy watching Wolfsburg. Um, even when I watch Wolfsburg in the Bundesliga, I'm not, it's, it's not very riveting. I think mm-hmm. they beat Leipzig one nothing, mm-hmm. and Leipzig's more of a, you know, up-tempo, let's try and get goals and see what happens. I mean, they lost, I believe, either 5 or 6-3 to Manchester City, so a, a lot of goals in that game. They lost 6-3 today, so. Yeah. So we'll get to that shortly, but um, yeah, def- definitely focus more on Sevilla and Salzburg. They're more of the more exciting teams mm-hmm. in that group. Uh, turning over to Chelsea and Zenit. Um, Zenit haven't won, I believe, in their last, I think the last couple of years, they've been lost in their group. Um, Russian football in general has taken a downfall. Um well, not according to me, but according to certain reporters for The Athletic. Thank you very much to those guys. Um, it, it was a rather unconvincing Chelsea victory. I mean, a, a great header by Romelu Lukaku. And I, I think you would have seen very similar plays during his Manchester United days. Um, Scoring in the not-so-big games, yep. Oh, I mean, he scored against Arsenal. Wow, yeah, there's what, 17th in the league? Yeah. Okay, well, he has four <laughs> goals in four games. But the thing is with Lukaku, he had seven goals, I think, his first five or six games for United when he first joined. So we'll see if he's able to keep up with his consistency because after that point, I think he was a little more sporadic. Yeah, he definitely was, yeah. Yeah, although um, I would say the player that he is now is not the same player that he was at United. He's definitely matured in those couple of years at Inter Milan. Uh, getting back to the game, though, yeah, this, this Chelsea team couldn't really break through. Um, there was no real intensity, I, I found, there, or... There was an intensity, but it, there was no proper direction for that intensity. A um, few mistakes here and there. I, I saw Rudiger with a couple of really big challenges that might have been a goal. I, I know Zuba uh, almost scored in the last couple of minutes where if he got his foot on the ball, that should have been in the net. But instead, he ended up kicking, or uh, well, colliding slash kicking Mendy in the chest. So that would have hurt um you know big six yeah. five six seven i don't know how tall he is he's about that that uh size but um yeah no, it was rather an un- unconvincing victory for chelsea uh yeah i mean at the same time though you guys are defending champs so and you have a relative we know who we are we know who we are champions of europe we know but, who we are and i mean you have a i mean i wouldn't say it's necessarily the hardest group but um, in the sense that I think Juventus obviously is good, but I don't think Malmo or Zenit is really challenging you guys too, too much. So, um, yeah, I think good, good three points move on. And um, yeah, you, you, maybe you can play Werner at some time. Well, that's actually something that's been interesting. We haven't really seen much of Chilwell. He did come on for a few minutes in the last game against Zenit. Um, and Werner, ever since Lukaku was brought in, there's no more Timo Werner, which to Julian's and Tedes's, uh, you know, <laughs> belief that's probably the right thing for them. But I, I do want to see Werner and Lukaku together as a double pivot. I, I think there was a lot of success for Lukaku with Lotaro Martinez in Inter Milan. And I believe the same can be replicated here. Um, I will say, without Mount, the front three looks a little more 
less convincing. Um, and then I would say Ziyech and Havertz in the last couple of days have, or last couple of games have not really shown what they're capable of. They've, they've really been subpar, uh, which is a little surprising because Ziyech came off flying in the mm-hmm. um, preseason. Uh, he did have a little knock, so he missed, a, he missed a couple of games, but he hasn't hit that same consistency or not consistency, but he hasn't hit that same level of play uh, ability. Yeah. Play. And, and Havertz as well. Hasn't, I mean, he scored the big goal against Liverpool, but didn't really show up much today mm-hmm. when he was brought on around the 60th minute for Ziyech. Um So I, I would say, uh, Perhaps part of this team, and it's the same in the midfield and some uh, issues in the defense. We, we look a little unconvincing. I, I, I think maybe there's a little bit of complacency settling in. We're doing much better. Mm-hmm. Um, and even when we have a bad game like we did against Aston Villa, where in reality it probably should have been a, a draw or even Aston Villa could have taken the victory. Um, it was a 3 nothing victory for Chelsea. So mm-hmm. even when they played poorly, they came off with that victory Mm -hmm. a big two goals for Lukaku though so um yeah I'd say a little bit of complacency they need to figure that out soon otherwise it's going to bite them in the butt yeah moving over to Juventus and Malmo yeah no I mean like I think Juventus if you we were talking about this just uh pre-show how poorly they've done in the uh Serie A with a with a Oh, one and two record, only one tie and two losses. So three nil, pretty convincing, you know, win for them. But um, it'll be interesting to see, you know, they just lost Ronaldo. Um, they didn't win um, Serie A after, I think they'd won, what, eight in a row? Something I think like it was that. nine in a row. Okay, nine. Or, yeah, sorry. Well, uh, yeah, crazy number. Yeah, kind of like Bayern in, in, in Germany. And um they kind of seem in a bit of disarray and flux and, you know, for a couple of years, they had made the champions league final two out of three years, I think in 2015, 2017. Right. And um, I think this team's definitely in a transition. They still have a lot of young, good young players and good players, but it'll be interesting to see how they do in the champions league. And obviously in the league where they've already so far back with, with Allegri and, and everything. So it'll be interesting to see how they do in a, in the group with Chelsea. Yeah, I think the thought process was, you know, you bring in Pirlo, it's going to be a little rough at times, but he's going to do well. Didn't do particularly well. Juventus had a down year last year. And you could also say that part of that's due to recruitment. Not all the recruiting has been that great. Um, But then when they brought in Allegri, you'd think, okay, they're going to go back to their, you know, usual quarterfinal, semifinal finish. But they didn't look. Well, I mean, so far they haven't looked great in the Serie A. But I, I would caution a three nothing victory over Malmo. It's not indicative of how they would be doing in a general sense, and right? I, I think you know, with some some of European football, I think because especially with teams that just dominate their own league, and for example, Malmo in Sweden or Zenit in Russia and stuff like that they're not used to kind of playing defensive, right? Well, if you're playing Burnley in the EPL, they're kind of good at that. Now you should, they're probably less talented than Malmo or just as talented, but um, a lot of these European teams from small kind of football leagues, um, 
it's a bit easier for a team like Juventus to open up than if let's say they play, I don't know, Brescia in, in Italy, I'm just making, you know, a team up, but mm. um, that isn't just going to be there and usually defending back and, and sitting deep and getting on the counter or set pieces and stuff. So um, sometimes it's almost easier to win in the champions league than it is to win in Syria, maybe not consistently, but just against certain teams because mm. they're not used to not playing with the ball and defending and sitting back. Yeah, and, and the same can be said for certain leagues that only have one or two challenging teams, i.e. Kofkov, mm. Bayern Munich, Kofkov, <laughs> uh, PSG, although yeah. Bayern did get it done. Um, yeah, I think the German league's better than the French league, but I, I agree, yeah. Yeah, but, but in terms of there's not enough competition at a high enough level to compete throughout or consistently compete throughout the entire season and that sometimes bites teams in the butt mm-hmm. um you think you're always better than other teams and then that can come back at you um we didn't see it today but we could see it elsewhere mm-hmm. um well actually somewhere a game that we actually somewhat saw it was psg club Bruges. um psg starting what everyone had asked for Mm-hmm. Messi, Neymar, Mbappe, and it was a 1-1 game. Uh, what happened here? I mean, I think a good question to ask. I mean, they, they didn't have the possession. I mean, they had 64%, but you'd actually honestly expect them to have maybe a bit more. But I think the problem with with that front free three is how do they retain the ball when they lose it, right? Like none of those three players are going to do anything defensively. So mm-hmm. whenever you lose the ball, you're basically, you know, seven against 10, right? And um, it's awesome going forward. But if, you know, a team plays tactically well, gets the ball, gets a bit of possession and just defends well enough, I think this kind of result makes sense. So um, obviously they played, you know, Herrera, who's kind of a, you know, shit disturber and stuff like that. But um, I, I think it'll be interesting to see how PSG does against teams um defensively just because they might be so bad because of those guys just in the sense of not ha- retaining the ball for as long and and stuff like that yeah I, I would say as you mentioned like with the players not being able to or not choosing to track back and always defend i think there's a fundamental balance issue with this yeah. squad and i think bringing in a player like hakimi is, I mean, he's a phenomenal player, but he plays more like a wing-back winger than he would as a right-back. So you have so many players going forward, but not really players that are great at you know jogging back or breaking up play or thinking about the other side of the game, which is just as important. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's kind of always been their kind of problem when they had, you know even just Neymar and Mbappe and Di Maria and stuff like that is how do you kind of get the balance right? And you always felt their midfield was a bit struggling um, compared, you know, they still have Wijnaldum and, you know. Um, I'd say Wijnaldum and, and uh, Danilo are pretty good, but I, I don't rate Paredes. I don't think he's good. I mm-hmm. really don't. I mean, people can argue with me. Uh, I, I don't think I've really brought this up with anyone, but I I just think he's a shit disturber. He gets really angry and wants to fight people on the pitch, but I don't think he's able to 
control the game or make the plays that are necessary to be creative or to necessarily break up the play uh, in, a, in, an, in an intelligent way. And uh, I mean, you know, Herrera from, you know, Manchester days. I don't think he's particularly great. I think he's good. Yeah, he's good, but he's not great. Like he's, yeah. he's like, you know, like a Fred kind of thing, probably maybe a bit better, but that kind of, he's all right on your team, but he should be a squad player, not a mainstay. And, and he kind of is for PSG, but um, yeah, they, they don't have that kind of, I mean, Verratti, I think is good, but he, he's been injured. So, um, yeah. and they didn't play Marquinhos in the midfield. They played him as center back. So, so. that also affects it. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it'll be definitely interesting to see how they do. I, I, I like them. I still like them to obviously go decently far, but they wouldn't be my favorite to me, even though I, I know for some they would be. Yeah, a lot of uh, bet, a lot of betting companies are saying that they're going to be uh, first or uh, Manchester City. Uh, speaking of Manchester City, this was a crazy game. 6-3 City over Leipzig. Neither team clearly knows what the definition of defending is. I would say this game started off rather poorly for Leipzig. I mean, uh, yeah. I, the, I just... the Nathan Ake goal was not really defended. And then where things really got bad was the Nordi Mukiele own goal, which was just horrible. And balls coming in. All you need to do is let it go out of play or just hit it away from your net. Instead, he hits it towards his goalie, but his goalie is moving towards the ball. So the ball relative to the goalie, I mean, the goalie can't get the ball. So Mukiele heads the ball into his own net. Yeah. Um, It just, it just, yeah, that was just horrible. Um, I would say, though, just to kind of touch on City, and obviously there was a red at the end of the game at 5-3, by I think Angelino, who yeah, it was Angelino, who is a former Manchester City player. But um, I thought obviously both teams defended really poorly. That obviously the own goal is just no one's fault except the the defender. But um, I thought City, you know, I think two out of the three goals that they gave up were headers and um, pretty kind of open, not the most kind of you know, it wasn't a Ronaldo jumping over everyone kind of. Just um, they weren't marking. They just weren't marking, and and that's kind of been a lot of their problem defending. Um, last year, I thought Stones and Diaz were great in the air, and, and even scored a, a bunch, especially Stones. But um, I think that's an interesting kind of you know, um, I think maybe teams can look at that as more set pieces or just aerial threats as kind of a you know to cause a lot of problems for City and. Um, you know, they were really good defensive last year and they haven't looked as good defensively this year. So um, it'll be interesting to see how that translates into league and, and obviously the Champions League. Because um, if they're defending that way against Leipzig, uh, they're not going to go too, too far. Um, well, yeah, exactly. A better team is going to, you know, a better team will defend against them. Yeah. And then also capitalize yeah. on their mistakes. Yeah. Um, I would like to say Nordy, uh, Christopher and Kunku, uh, hat trick for him. Yeah. Really good uh, game for the young lad. Um, I would say at the start of the game, he missed a golden opportunity. And at that point, I was just like, okay, you're down to nothing. <laughs> or I think it was two. Yeah, it was two nothing at the time. Was it if you nothing? get this, you're back in the game. 
Oh, he missed. It, it, it should have been goal. Um, but you know what? He surprised me. He bounced back and he got three goals. And yeah. he was really one of the only bright sides for this Leipzig, Leipzig. team. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a little... I, I did question their initial lineup. I didn't particularly like Mukiele as a right center back. He's mostly played a right back. And Klosterman, who is a right back usually has been playing center back for the last year just because of injuries and, you know. They sold their two center backs. Yeah, well, exactly. And them selling Upamakano and Konate, Upamakano to Bayern and Konate to Liverpool does hurt them. But they do have players that can come in. But I, I found it questionable putting Klosterman on the right and then Mukiele in the center. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Tyler Adams, he's good, but he's kind of like Herrera. He's good, but he's nothing more than that. Yeah. And it's it's not going to be enough. Um, they sold Sabitzer to Bayern, which I I mean, as a Bayern fan, I really like that move. But as a Bundesliga fan, I thought that was a big mistake. Um, yes, he wanted to go to Bayern, and there's only so much you can do. Um, but they they need him. He was their captain, and he's a big big player in their midfield. Um, I thought their f- middle three, so their left left mid center mid or center attacking mid and right mid i thought it was a little uh it wasn't it didn't have the great didn't have a great balance you had danny Olmo on one side forsberg and and kunku and kunku being the only one that really did much during the game well he had a hat trick but yeah yeah uh silva wasn't i mean there weren't too many balls for silva silva did score a goal i believe but it was offside um yeah, so it's just it's it's been questionable. Uh, Leipzig, who were second place last season to Bayern, are currently twelfth. They are not doing very well. They have one win and three losses. Um, now one of them's to Bayern, one of the losses to Bayern, and one of the losses to uh, Wolfsburg. But they have not looked great under Jesse March, and it's not even that you know. Of course, they lost to Bukano, they lost Sabitzer, they lost. Konate, but even when they were playing with those two center backs, they were never playing the two center backs together. It was always one yeah. center of the back. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Sabitzer was injured here and there. So it's it's pretty much the same team, but they just they don't look good. They really mm-hmm. don't look good. And so I'm worried that you know, this Jesse March team, the American coach, you know, is he going to get fired soon? Because this is not a good loss. If he had lost, you know, with one or two goals, I, I think I think against City away, I think you kind of with you know they got but a six bad. three. I know, but I think you kind of. But then I the home record as well. So if it continues like this, I think yeah, I think if it, it continues up. like this, sure. Like if they're twelve, yeah, you, you have to look at alternate. If they're options. 12... you have to look at other options, but uh, you know what. This is not making me look good. On paper, I said this team should challenge Bayern. Bayern's going through a transition year. Um, a lot of their, they have a very young center back core, and Nicolas Sule, who's twenty five, and Upamakano, who I believe is twenty one or twenty two. Uh, Tiange Nianzu is nineteen. Uh, Alfonso Davies is twenty. Uh, Pavard is twenty five. Hernandez is twenty four, twenty five. You know, they're really young. And, I mean, sure, they're experienced to an extent, but they're not experienced with age. And 
you know, they, they've only played so much football. Mm-hmm. So I really saw this as an opportunity as well as their midfield uh, before the Stavros was signing. They only really had Goretzka and Kimmich in the midfield. Yeah. You can exploit that. Mm-hmm. They're going to get tired at times, but I'm, I'm, I must say I'm, I'm disappointed with this Leipzig team thus far. And I, I do hope that they uh, turn around because they have a lot of talent and they have a lot of good players and you want to see them succeed. Yeah, couldn't have said it better, but I think that's kind of the problem with being in Germany. You just sell your players all the time if you're not Bayern Munich. Like, I'm not well, trying to be a, you know, a jokester. I just mean, who did they recruit, really? Um, you know, Leipzig? Yeah. They got an 18-year-old that's supposed to be a wonder kid. Um, like, you get like Ekwa or something like that. They got Soboslai, who is a very talented winger. <laughs> um, and they, they brought in a couple of center backs as well, so... Uh, but not a kind of big name to. I think Shab. I can't say his name. Shab was like, like that was prior to. I guess that was kind of when they sold Upuk Makano, but not for Kanate or for. Um, well, he he was there last season, but he was injured. Yeah. yeah. So he, he wasn't able to do anything. Um, no, you're right. They they don't have a big star, but that's the thing about German football. It's hard to get the big stars, especially because you don't have the money. Yeah. Uh, Leipzig does have the money, but they're not going to splash on a big player as well as a big player. is not really going to go to, Oh, well, then again, Andre Silva, yeah. Andre Silva got 27 goals in the Bundesliga last season. Mm. Yeah. So he, he's a big player, but yeah, no, th- this, this team does not look great. Um, sticking to the Bundesliga slightly, it was uh Besiktas one Dortmund two. Um, I thought this game was a little lax the days ago for Dortmund. They had some opportunities that they just, just, club they, they didn't really get the job done um i did appreciate the commentators talking a lot about tiba hutchinson and kyle laren and yeah, the canadian connection and stuff that they, they were all over that um you know as you know two canadians that we are i think we're fairly biased in that sense but it it, it was a pretty fun game pretty back and forth um but Besiktas did control most of the possession uh but dorman definitely had the better uh, chances and uh, I think man of the match was Bellingham. He is phenomenal for I think he turned 18, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Maybe. for an 18 year old, he plays like a 24 year old, and it's it's phenomenal what he's able to do. He got the first goal and he assisted the second goal to Holland. Um, yeah, no, it was it was a great game, yeah. I mean, it's cool, yeah. He just turned 18. Um, yeah, I know. Like, I watched a little bit. I thought Laren, from the Canadian perspective, Laren and Hutchinson were all right. Nothing – they weren't – I wouldn't say they were particularly great or particularly poor. Um, I, again, I think another – obviously, Bellingham, just, you know, a future England stud, um, honestly, probably is just as good enough to start on that team even right now. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think also Holland just, you know, scoring, it feels like in every Champions League game he plays – um, he has 21 goals in 17 games. He has now surpassed the legendary Gareth Bale. And there's a second person, but I'm forgetting the name, but also a phenomenal player. So, yeah, it is unbelievable what he's doing right now. Yeah. So, I, I, yeah, I think this Dortmund team, you know, uh, it's not perfect. But um, when you have Holland and obviously Bellingham and a couple other really good players, like they could definitely do damage in this uh, in this competition and even in um, in the Bundesliga, I think they definitely could 
challenge uh, Bayern, although I still, again, would, would favor Bayern. Um, but yeah, good, good for Dortmund and cool seeing kind of Canadians in in uh, the Champions League playing together. A lot of fun. Uh, I would like to just bring in two games very briefly. Uh, Sheriff and Shakhtar Donetsk. Uh, Sheriff winning their first, I believe it's their first ever Champions League game against Shakhtar. 2-0. I believe they're from Moldova. Oh my goodness. Um, I'll do a Google research. Yeah, I believe they're from Moldova, but they're an extremely small team. I believe their entire squad is worth like a couple million it, it's a very very tiny team yeah they're, they're also just so you know they're not even first in their league right now yeah, um, they've actually played, they've played less games than most of the teams but still they've they they're basically like not even necessarily like destroying their own league but yeah moldovan who would have thought yeah, so crazy there. Um, and then Ajax over Sporting, uh, five to one. That was phenomenal. Uh, Sebastian Haller, former French born to uh, Ivorian, Ivorian mm-hmm. uh, player, four goals. Now, this is his first Champions League game. I don't think he's chasing. I mean, we were laughing a bit about it. Uh, you mentioned Ronaldo's record. He's going to go after Ronaldo's record. <laughs> I Let me mean, step but, in. I'm not too worried. Um, yeah, yeah, but. I mean, four goals in, in one game, that's simply outstanding, phenomenal game by him. Uh, a lot of credit deserved to him. He had a lot of success at Frankfurt uh, before going to West Ham. Didn't really pan out at West Ham. But I think a league like the Eredivisie will suit him well, especially joining the best team mm-hmm. in the Eredivisie. Um, yeah, he's a phenomenal striker, and he's a... Uh, yeah, big target man and, and someone that they can rely on. So good good on him and good on Ajax. And it'll be it'll be a fun group to watch. I mean, uh, <laughs> Ajax, Dortmund, Besiktas, Sporting, you, you don't really know. I mean, I, I think you're going to favor Dortmund and Ajax coming out on top. But, of mm-hmm. course, you know, Besiktas can be a dark horse. And I mean, Sporting I has I been. Yeah. No, sorry. No, Sporting has been good here and there. So. Um, it'll be interesting. It's, it's a fun group. There's no one that really stands out. Mm-hmm. No, I, I definitely agree. I mean, I think after losing 5-1, it's kind of hard to envision sporting. making. Yeah. But then again, yeah. you know, crazier things have happened. And um, I mean, I think that's one of the better groups in the sense of just parity, but with also enough kind of talent, like none of the teams are actually bad, bad. Um, like, you know, some of the weaker teams that we've mentioned earlier, I will not say, but uh, yeah, I think I think it'll be a good good group to watch, and probably I still think Dortmund should win it, but it could come down to the wire and to the last match day. Yeah. Alrighty, uh, do you want to turn over to the Bayern game? Yeah, sure. I mean, I know you're we're both kind of Bayern fans just because we watched the game. Uh, love Alfonso Davies. In my case, for you, you're a German. He, he's back game. to his best. Right yeah, now. He's, he's been amazing in that game. He was just you know pulling a world just all over the place on that left side. They just could not handle him. I thought also watching that game, that Barcelona team looked really poor. Like it just lackluster. Didn't really feel like there was a standout player. Yeah. They had a couple opportunities where they could have scored, but it just wasn't meant to be. Yeah. And, and I think, I mean the Bayern, I think Bayern looked very good. Um, very solid. I wouldn't say anything crazy in particular, but um, I think kind of coming out of that match is wow, Alfonso Davies. Wow, um, he just looks like 
the best left back or one of the best left backs in the world. I think that's, you know, hard to really deny. And, and I think with Barcelona, you just, you know, without Messi now, it's just, it's so depleted compared to what it was five, six years ago. Right. Um, well, that, you, you I, I always like Barcelona. Yep. You, you look at the players on the team and, and you're seeing, all right, Ter Stegen, that's your number one goalie. Yeah, he, he's, he's world-class. Okay, Piquet, he's still really good. He's not the same player that he was. You know, Busquets, still really good, but not the player that he was. Araujo, I'm not pronouncing that name right, but Garcia, I mean, two younger players are coming Garcia up. Wasn't sure. great, but... but players like Luke De Jong and Memphis Depay and Sergi Roberto. Yeah. You know, we're getting to players that are just, are they, I mean, Sergi Roberto is, is kind of like a, a James Milner. You can go all over the place kind of thing, but it, this is, is are, are they Barcelona players? Like, no, they- I, mean, I think, I think, uh, like, sorry to cut you off. I think the only two players that I think really, look like kind of future studs and one's still injured is obviously Pedri looks like a really, really, really good player. Frank, um, Frankie de Jong as well. He's been Frankie, really good. Yeah. And then oh, I, I really like Antu Fatsi who was playing really well until he got, he tore his knee. So, um, and he looked like a stud, but they don't, you know, they don't have a lot of, you know, Serginio Des is a nice little player, but, but he's um, not again, he, he's okay, but still very young, but yeah, I, I agree. Like it's, they don't have a lot of players that are really established, um, world-class players right now, other than you'd probably just say Ter Stegen at his position, maybe Pedri, um, even cause he's just been so good, but Coutinho uh, when he's on his game, but he was yeah, uh, he, he hasn't been on his injury. game since he left Liverpool, right? So it's hey Bayern, hey hey hey, won Champions League with Bayern, I guess. But um, the the, the, the icing on the cake when Bayern played uh, Barcelona, he got a hat trick after yeah. being subbed on. That's, that's ridiculous. Like okay, I mean, here's Barcelona. Shoo shoo, we don't like you. We don't like you, Coutinho. Go to Bayern, they'll pay your wages. Okay, they play Barca. Oh fuck. We just lost to Coutinho. Oh, fuck. They just won the Champions League. Oh, fuck. All right. There you go. Coutinho, I went to Barcelona to win the Champions League, but I won the Champions League with Bayern. Uh, Funny how it works. Man, I, I feel so bad for Barcelona fans. Like, it just, it must be the worst. Like, uh, yeah, I feel bad. Um, Shout out, David, my former boss. <laughs> um now going on to we maybe should transition to Liverpool, the Barcelona of ten years ago. Um <laughs> do you wanna kind of talk about their match against Milan and, and, and what happened? Yeah, I mean it was a phenomenal game, really back and forth, a lot of excitement. Uh it was an early goal by Trent Alexander Arnold. I mean it, it it was it was an old goal. It it, it was a perfect deflection. Off Fikayo Tomori into the net. Uh, goalie stood no chance. There's nothing for him to do. Um, <laughs> but then, last couple of minutes of the first half, Ante Rebic and Brahim Diaz scored two quick goals. If you went out to go to the washroom or to get some food, you would have been mortified coming back because you're down 2-1 before the half ends. After, I mean, Liverpool was definitely the better, a better team. They did, did deserve the game. Um, it was, it, I mean, it was a lot of fun. Uh, Mohamed Salah, I believe it was a penalty, if I'm not they mistaken. Penalty, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was a brutal handball. 
unfortunately, I didn't actually see that as I was witnessing the horrific events in the, not horrific, but whatever you want to call the defending in the city and uh, Leipzig game. And then I was also trying to figure out what the hell was going on in the Club Brugge PSG game. Um, But yeah, yeah, I mean, Liverpool was a better team. Jordan Henderson had a pretty pretty fantastic, uh, I wouldn't say world-class uh, shot from outside the box, but it, it was he hit it well, he hit it low, and it was driven hard into the back of the net. No real chance for the goalie. Um, you could maybe say it's a worldie, but I'd say it, it it was spectacular, but not quite a worldie. Yeah. Um, I, I'd say Milan was a little unfortunate to get the loss because it, it could have been 2 2, could have been 3 3. They had a couple of opportunities at the end of the game. Uh, but all in all, a solid victory for Liverpool. Expect them to come out on top of the group. I'd, I'd, I'd probably picture them in, ahead of Atletico Madrid. Um, it's going to be. Mean, we, we also know what happened, though. Atletico Madrid beating Liverpool. Yeah. Uh, I definitely think with that group, it's going to be tight. Like, I, I still think Liverpool is the best team, and I don't think Atletico is even as good as they were last year. And even last year, I don't know if they were that, that good, even though they won La Liga. Um, but I think it'll be a definitely a tight group. I think Milan, Milan's a pretty good team. Um, so, yeah, I think it'll be a, a fun – I think it'll be a really fun group. I, I think um, – Just any fun. game but the Atletico Madrid game. Yeah, uh, unless Yao Felix is playing. Um, I'm kidding. Uh, uh, Simeone kind of ruined that kid. Um, but, uh, yeah – um, do you want to touch upon just quickly Real one one nil over Inter and well b- before we get to that Atletico Madrid Porto one one uh, I think it was one one or zero zero I believe I think it was zero zero actually um, not the most interesting of games and then of course no no yeah Benfica, yeah Benfica Dinamo Kiev in the Bayern Barcelona group uh, also nil nil uh, pretty not 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 too much happened during that game. Um, to my knowledge, obviously, I didn't didn't pay too much attention to the game. My apologies, viewer, listener. Uh, but yeah, uh, Real Madrid over Inter Milan. This was a last minute goal by Rodrigo, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so it's kind of like a, a new era for Madrid. You know, bringing Camavinga. Uh, Rodrigo's playing more. You're seeing more Vinicius Junior. Um, yeah, they're they're turning the page. Yeah, they're definitely kind of in a transition kind of time period for them. Like a lot of nice young players. Obviously, it looks as though they're going to get Mbappe next year and um, try for Holland. So that will be interesting to see. But good lord, um, they, they can't have both. Uh, I but I, it does sound like Mbappe is coming. So um, it'll be interesting to see. But they're definitely not the the team they were four or five years ago when they were winning the Champions League all the time. Um, but they're still a good good team and. Um, I think Camavinga is a really nice player for them and, and they still have, you know, the young guys you were mentioning just now. So um, good for Real Madrid, although I, I hate them, but um, yeah. Oh, that that's most of us, bud. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would also like to say Valverde is pretty talented. He's always yeah uh, in and around. He's always physical, uh, good on the ball. Um, any team would be lucky to have him. So uh, good on that kid. Kamavinga, obviously a world superstar coming up. Uh, another French talent. 
Many. You know, I, you know, people used to say Germany is putting something in their water to have all these special talents coming up. Now I want to say that has turned to France <laughs> and to England to an extent. I would say. I'd say more France and England, but I, I agree. I yeah. think I think England it's kind of, it's coming now. Actually, maybe the past like the wave. Yeah. Kind of well, you, you have. Some, I mean, you're forgetting Holland's born in England too. I mean, that just represents not, Norway. Yeah, but he's he's Norwegian. Like his yeah, his dad played. No, for no, no. Yeah, yeah, but he he grew up in England. Like he grew up in yeah, yeah. Leeds area, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, his dad played for Leeds. And yeah, um, so. yeah, but. Uh, Anyways, it'll, it'll be interesting, and um, I think this Champions League will be really fun. I think it's quite wide open, actually. I don't really feel as though it's going to be – I mean, I think most of the time it is, but um, I think last year with City not winning it and you really felt it was their year, um, I think it's wide open. And Chelsea. Chelsea, Chelsea. got – I think Chelsea, Chelsea. Are far a better team than they were last year when they won it. Um, obviously, Liverpool's back, uh, I think, going to be good. Um, Bayern's probably a bit better. Um, Real Madrid's probably a bit better. City obviously is the same. United's back to being, I think, probably a contender. So I would worry about City because for me, them not having an out and out striker yep, is I, a big issue. I think the bigger issue is Pep in a final. So um, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not too not, worried. Not playing Rodrigo and instead going for three center mids as, as opposed to a CDM. Yeah, I, I still uh, think that. Anyway. Fun times. Fun, well, fun times for me. I, I, no, I, I enjoyed that. That, that I, My uncle's a City fan, so that was a, a lot of fun for me. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't like Chelsea, but I can live with Chelsea winning more than City, so. There you have it. There you have it. All right. Well, I think that caps it off for the Champions League this past week. It's crazy. Uh, 32 teams, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. A lot, a lot of games. Uh, fun, fun times. And it's going to be an ex- extremely fun season. Can't wait for the rest of it. Um, before we end off, though, who's your team to win it? Uh, Manchester United. Uh, no, uh, if I'm going to not go with my heart um, to win it, this is good because I'm on the spot. Um, I'm going to I'm gonna go a bit off the board. I'm actually going to go say Bayern. Um, Bayern? Yeah, oh, I, think, I think the reason why I like it is they just won it. Um, and m- a lot of the same nucleus is there. You obviously have Lewandowski. I think their center back position is probably a bit better than it was last year. Um, they're probably, I think with Sabitzer, they have a bit more midfield depth than they did last year. So Coliso's healthy. Yeah. But I, I just like them a bit more and most of their players are in their prime. Like, you know, Lewandowski you'd think is not getting out of it, but it feels as though he's just entering it. Right. Um, well, in the last four seasons, he's scored more than like 45 goals. Exactly. So I, I just think. Um, they're kind of the team I know is going to not beat themselves and it's going to be good. And I think Real Madrid, Barcelona are in transition city. I'd pick, but you know, after last year, I, I, I'll see it when I believe it kind of thing. And I think the premier league teams, the premier league is going to be really tough this year. And I, I find that that's just going to be a bit of a disadvantage because I think a lot of them are going to be having to manage the two until, you know, May, uh, or April. So, um, Yeah. I was going to say Byron, but because you said Byron, I'm not going to choose Byron. I'm going to go with Liverpool. 
Wow. Liverpool with all their center backs being back. And I hope Jackson hears this so he can at least like give me a pat on the back or, you know, not get mad at me. Um, but I think Liverpool having, you know, Virgil van Dijk back and essentially their entire back line really uh, back to being healthy. And if they can stay consistently healthy, then it'll be good. I think Tiago, he was not great last season, but I think he's been much better he's this been season. Um, it's a much different team. And then still, I, I do question their number nine. They don't really have number nine. Uh, of course, Firmino is a number 10 converted to nine, but he plays more like a 10. Um, and then they played Divac Origi today, but he's not phenomenal. Like he scored when it mattered, but um, he's not, you know, a phenomenal striker per se. Um, so that's the only place where I would that, say that's that's interesting. I would have thought you were going to say PSG. That was my. I, I don't like their balance, and I don't rate part of their midfield. And then, of course, if you ever play Mbappe, Neymar, and Messi. They're not going to track back one yeah. and then two. Yeah, we've we've gone over this, but yeah, I, I completely yeah. agree. I, I don't I, really like their their. Uh, no, I just thought that was going to be your team, oh. but I think I think Liverpool's a decent bet. Like they just won it. I I still don't just because I mean they did it you know two years ago and um, didn't actually have the most depth right like compared to some other team, but their starting eleven was by far the in my opinion the best in the world. Um, I, I just. I, I I I get the pick. I just would I disagree. I don't think I, mean, well, have it. I hope Jackson like, knows that because they can go, you know, come last in the league. That'd be great. Yeah. I, mean, I I I was also thinking of Chelsea. I mean, you could also say Chelsea, Man U. Actually, I just don't like. I don't. I I really don't like Man U's midfield. Uh, uh, so yeah. that's why I haven't picked them. But for Chelsea, I think they're going to focus more on the Premier League because they just won like, the Champions League. Even though uh, I think they're a better team, I think I think what you said is completely right. Kind of like Liverpool, nineteen to twenty. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if they have the better starting eleven, but I think in terms of squad depth, they are oh, definitely they have a better, better squad. Depth. They have a better full squad. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, I mean, I do think Chelsea is going to focus more on the league uh, when it when push comes to shove yeah. um, than say the Champions League. But yeah, I mean. Honestly, it, it could go to anyone. We don't know. Maybe it's a team that we haven't even mentioned. Maybe it's uh, Iris Pool. You know, maybe it's AC Milan. Yeah, uh, I, I doubt it. No, I don't, I don't see so, any but... of the Italian teams winning. No, no. no. <laughs> Anyways, uh, thank you, dear listener, for tuning in this week. Uh, we'll be back soon enough for another uh, talk. I think we, we might be doing a bit of uh, soccer and a bit more, uh, you know, basketball is coming up soon. So why, why don't we pick up a little bit on that? So that'll be a little interesting. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, yeah, I, th- I think hockey season obviously doesn't start for another month. So we'll have a preview show um, when hopefully uh, your boy uh, Patterson gets signed. Yeah, I, I can't wait. Pedersen and Hughes, they need to get signed soon. Uh, cricket is also coming up soon. Uh, I am not, I am not Premier League. Let's go. Not IPL cricket. Okay, I'm sorry, Kieran. You, you can do your <laughs> intro on it, but we're not, we're not doing IPL. No, 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 no. That's all right. Well, again, thank you, dear listener, for tuning in, and we will catch you up next time. Till then, take care.